0: You can also find us on the web at VineyardBrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. How many of you have seen that commercial before? Okay. Hopefully you're not offended by a couple of guys without their shirts on. Uh, Well, um it's good to be back and like I was saying I've only been gone a couple of weeks and it feels like it's been an eternity Um, and I'll be sharing with you a little bit about my trip and and what we did while we were there but as we've been doing since since November I was wondering if anybody well hang on a second before I do that I have to acknowledge this this well, I, I don't have the monkey. The monkey stayed in in in, in Panama, but um, I have to acknowledge this this podium. This was on our wish list of things, and and so now I'm I'm official. Um, no more music stand. It's actually a, a an actual podium. It's kind of funny though. It, it moves around a little bit more than a than a music stand does. But um, but I, I, I since November we've been we've been giving testimonies about. Uh, risks we've taken or maybe things that God's done in our lives and I'm, I'm just curious if anyone has a testimony that you'd like to share before I get started right here in the back Adesha. okay you got to turn it on when you give it to him, Kenny hold it till it turns green
1: Hear me now. Yes. Okay. So I had asked y'all to pray for me and my legal stuff. Well, I had mediation. I got what I was asking for on the visitation, but we had mediation again. Um, so and then he, uh, so my son and I are going to be okay. I just keep praying for mediation the second time. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, and I didn't really have to talk to him any. Okay. So praise God that I got what I asked for.
0: Yeah. Be be praying for Adeshia. That. Divorce is hard. And uh, so, so lift her and, and uh, Vincent up when you think about them. Anybody else? Going once? Okay. Shauna. Um, okay.
1: So I wasn't even thinking about it, but um, last night we tried to have like a little date night and we went and saw a movie and then we went to that new restaurant and um, it, was, it was late, it was like nine. Even saw Vera there. <laughs> but as we're talking with the waitress, um, you know how you sometimes you just feel like, no, that's silly. She's, she's not going to like it. No, I'm being too forward. You know, My daughter always says I'm too forward and I almost didn't. But then I just started asking her, And I said, hey, I'm just curious, because she had already told me her major used to be music. So I jumped, and I said, oh, what instrument do you play? Oh, I play the flute. I'm like, wait, would you like to jam sometime? She goes, yeah, I would. I said, well, you could come and hang out with us. And then then I was starting to risk, because I'm like, well, that's just silly. Joel and I can, like, hey, you want to come, you know? And then I'm like, hey, well, I don't want to steal you from a church family. Do you happen to have a church that you go to? And she said, No, it's actually been really hard here for me. I've been looking and looking, and there's all these churches, but I just I, I you know I feel left out. And and I said, Well, well, come on and join us. It'll be at 10 So I you know, I gave her the time and stuff. I don't see her here, but you know, and so then as we were leaving, Brian's already halfway out the door, and again I felt it again. I thought, Lord, what if she don't she don't come? And I said, Her name's Catherine. Lone Star. I so Could I just pray for you? Yes. <laughs> and you know, it's not like I felt something and there's this fall of the Holy Spirit, but she immediately sat down in our booth. She didn't want to stand. And I saw, I said, What could I pray for you for? She goes, You know, it blends with my, my school. I really could use some help with that. So I just sat across to her and I reached out my hand. She grabbed it and just prayed what I felt God gave me she started to cry She goes, thank you so much so all that to say you just never know by just starting just starting being friendly and then when she said that i'm like oh my gosh god i almost didn't say something because i thought it was about me
0: that's awesome that's awesome so katherine at lone star <laughs> it's good that she's not here she might feel a little well, intimidated I I yeah, yeah 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 that's true Anybody else, you want to want to share something? This is good stuff. It, it builds faith. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm continuing the series that I started before, before I left. And it's called Engaging Risk. And we're in the season of Lent, so it's engaging risk through Lent. And my title today is More. Now, for those of you that might not know, I have just got back on a, from a, a missions trip to Panama. Um, it was really awesome. It was a, a, not quite what I expected. Um, there was a, a lot of things about it that was, that was exciting and, and really nerve-wracking. But the reason that I went... Our church is now part of a a partnership of churches that support the the Vineyard Churches in Panama, and it's the Vineyard Panama Partnership. And uh, we're partners with a church in uh, Klamath Falls, the Vineyard Church of Klamath Falls, Oregon, and the Vineyard Church of Conroe in Conroe, Texas, just down the road, and so a couple of people from Conroe and I went and met up with the folks that were from Klamath Falls. And the partnership currently consists of four churches in Panama. They call them La That's Spanish for vineyard, in case you're wondering. Um, and one of them is, is uh, just outside of Panama City. You see Panama City right there, the Panama Canal and, uh, and then the other three churches are over in the vicinity around the city of David, or David, as it's pronounced in Spanish. And so there's a church in David. There's a church just below David. It's not actually on the map that's, um, uh, let's see, where Pedregal. I had to remember the name. It, it went blank. And, um, and the other one is in Portreos, which is near... Bocchetti, if you see that on, on the map there, we visited Bocchetti. It's really pretty. It's, it, they, they call it the city of flowers. I took a video, and, and, and I, I'll, I'll be glad to show that to you later, but it's, it's like being in Denmark or somewhere where they have, like, rows of different colored flowers. It's, it's gorgeous. Well, the, one of the biggest surprises for me was I'm expecting Panama just to be a jungle, flat jungle, and you just go in, and there's mosquitoes, and there's bugs, and you know, all this stuff. Well, there's actually mountains, and the, the highest peak, and it's actually not on there, but it's near uh, Boquete. Um, the highest peak is is about a 1,000 feet shorter than Pikes Peak, and it's a, an, an inactive volcano. It, it's been inactive for about 600 years. So the area around Panama is like extremely fertile. It's this volcanic soil, and and you can just stick anything in it, and it, it'll grow. I'll show you a picture here in just a second. Um, the, the hosts where we were staying, whenever they, they eat a pineapple, they cut the top off the pineapple and stick it in the dirt, and it starts growing. And, it, it's, it, and there's a few of them that have already sprouted new, new pineapples. It, it, it's amazing. So anyway, just to I, do you all mind me doing this? I'll just kind of show you a little bit from the trip. Okay. Uh, Next slide. We went to the Panama Canal, and this is one of the ships that's going through the Panama Canal. And and I don't know if you can see, but it's it's really tight. This is the the canal that was built in 1913, and it has been in function ever since. Um, And it's it's active. There there are hundreds of boats who go through every day. Um, They. The day that we were there, they were running everything in one direction. So it, we're on the, the south side, so everything is going into the Pacific Ocean. And this is me beside that ship, just to give you an idea, just, just of our, our vantage point. The next slide, it'll, it's the, the group from from uh, the vineyard in Conroe. That's Becky Del Tenry, Brian Fox, the associate pastor at the Conroe Vineyard, and myself. And uh, the next picture, in in, in 2014, they opened a new Panama Canal, which is the the portion that's over on the left. The portion where we were visiting is up there on the right. It's way bigger. They're using tugboats instead of these little trains that pull the the ships through. There's, again, hundreds of ships. And I've, I've got a picture that I took from the plane where you could see all the boats waiting out in the Gulf, waiting for... Their chance to go through the canal, so they're just just kind of jockeying for position to go through, and the the gates of the canal. There's there's some gates on the north side of the country where they come in, and then they go through a little lake that's that's up beyond there, and then this portion goes into the Pacific Ocean, and so like all the channels, it's a it's a feat of engineering that is just it, it's it's really breathtaking to watch it. So anyhow, I thought you might want to see. The Panama Canal. Um, the next slide is is, is Boquete, and they in each of the little towns they have these colorful signs, like up there, um, uh, Loras Atlas, I think it is, um, and then um, down on the bottom is uh, Bugaba. Just, but anyway, it, it's not really important. But that that was that was from Boquete. It's um, and this is the village from the vantage point where we were the little coffee shop and looking down into the into the valley and then see the next slide there's the the pineapples that are growing this is in this is just in a raised garden that's just right out behind the house and that one over there on the left you see that that was the one that we ate that morning for breakfast they had just been stuck in the stuck in the in the dirt now I want to show you. Um, okay, the next the next slides. Uh, we went um, there's there was a camp meeting um, of of the four churches. It coincided with a, with a, a festival called Carnival, which is basically the same as as um, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras it was on Tuesday. Now this vantage point right here it was from the the front porch. If it was clear, you could see beyond there the, the Pacific Ocean. It was a really beautiful place. It was another missionary that, that, that owned this property, and we were camping on, on, their, um, on, on their property. Uh, these, all these churches came. The four churches came, and, and uh, we did worship together. And so I want to play you a, a, just a, a short video from our service. This was from Monday night. singing in spanish they're 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 playing essentially american music but they're singing in spanish and all these guys on stage and i'll i'll show you another picture of them here in just a second but all these guys up here on stage play like three or four instruments apiece. and the guy that's on the left he's a professional musician that uh, travels all over the world and and he's the worship pastor at the at the la in in david so um the next slide these are two of the pastors. On the, uh, the left is David de Gracia. He's uh, at a, uh, a church that's just outside of Panama City, but it's listed, at, you know, kind of like being a suburb, you know, you're part of. And so, um, so he's one of the pastors. The pastor next to him is, is Logman uh, Pinto. And his daughter, Ceci, was our interpreter and she's gonna be leaving for uh, the university in Panama City uh, later this week. Uh, her mother is a, a dentist, and so she's going to continue the family trade, and so she's beginning her five-year, five-year tenure with, with the university to become a dentist. So um, really neat family. Actually, they were who we went, we, we went to, to meet them in, in uh, Huntsville 2018, was that what it was? Had a, they, they came to the US and they, they stayed at Conroe and so we, we got invited over so we had dinner with them and, and got to meet them and so um, but the reason I wanted to show you this, we, we had a pastor's meeting and you know here in the States you know you have a pastor's meeting and you show up in coat and tie and you go into a, like like a, either a, a, a conference room or you know, maybe you'll meet in the sanctuary or whatever well we were just outside under a palm tree. And we are talking about, you know, what, what their needs were as, as pastors. And, and each of these churches are wanting to plant more churches. There, there's, there's only four, but each of them are wanting to plant one. For instance, uh, and Robin's not in the picture. He's the pastor of the church that's in Pedregal. But um, they're in the barrio. And they, they, have the, they meet at their house. They built a little uh, cover on the side of their house just a, a dirt patio, and they pack somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60 people in there a week. And they've told their people to stop inviting people because they have nowhere to put them. <laughs> and then um, in Logman's church, they, they meet in a building that's maybe, I think their sanctuary was like, the wall would be right here. And they pack anywhere between 60 to 100 of people in their church every week. And uh, so um, and then uh, then David's church is, is brand new, but they're they're running about 30. So it, they're 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 really active and they're talking about, you know, they, they need leadership materials because they need to raise up people to to plant churches. And while we were there, one of the other pastors, I'll show you him in just a second. But uh, they they are, are in Puerto Rios Arriba, which means up. Well, they, they've got plans to start a church in Puerto Ribo's uh, Abajo, which means down, which is just a little bit down the, down the mountain from them. they got the property. They're going to build a, a little cover out there on this property and, and put in a couple of bathrooms, and, and that will be their church. So um, they're they're making these plans and they're talking about this stuff and you know and, and Brian and I were, were just sitting there with them and, and you know all we could do was just you know more Lord more Lord just bless these people as they as they they reach out and, and try to try to reach their their their, their city and the community and the, the area so so anyway that just really made me excited uh, the next thing we did this the 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 camp ended on Tuesday. And we took the day off Wednesday. And then on Thursday, this is the church that meets at Dan and, and Carol Kaler's home. They're expats from the U.S. And they, they, they essentially went to Panama to retire, and then they became pastors. And they built this, this little patio, this covered patio, next to their house. And they'll have anywhere between 60 to 80 people there on a Sunday morning. And uh, this, this past week they had what, uh, they called it a, a free eye clinic. There's a group that's called God's Eyes. They go all over the country and they provide free eye exams and, and affordable lenses for people. That And of course, I say affordable, they give them away. And so they assemble the, the glasses, there on site. So while they're waiting for their glasses to be assembled, we did this next slide. We had a little tent set up. Well, and it would also they did the face painting. Becky's really good with the face paint, by the way. So, um, but while, while they were waiting, and then we, we had a tent set up where we prayed for everybody who came through the line. Now, um, if you want to talk about a risk, try to play pray for somebody that you just met that you can't even speak their language. We, we had a few... Um, had a few interpreters, and they were there to help us. Um, I learned a little bit of Spanish, just enough to, to get myself in trouble. And so, um, and actually, that, that's actually me there in the center of the, the, the picture. I was praying for, for a guy from uh, Puerto Rico, But, uh, but it, we did this for, for eight hours a day, eight o'clock in the morning until five, and on the first day we did it, and this was taken from the first day, we had about 100 people. And so, you know, we were kind of able to, to lounge around kind of like Phillips is doing there, the guy there facing the camera. He was able to, to kind of sit around and wait. The next day we had 200 show up. And we were, I mean, it was just back to back praying for people. And, uh, and, and the amazing thing... Was that you know there was there was a lot of need, and and we we're aware of that, but when you you actually look it in the face, it just it, it, it really it, it it'll it, it'll grab you. Um, the next slide is from the um, oh I forgot this one this this one I, I I cried over this one and I posted it on Facebook. This man came into our to our our eye clinic. And, and, and got some glasses, and he actually doesn't have his glasses on, but we gave him, we get, tried to give everybody either a New Testament or a Bible, and we had a few pamphlets that we handed out. He walked out from the clinic after he got his glasses and then went over and read, read everything that we gave him standing under the tree. It just touched my heart. And that, that was really what, that was why, why we were there. So... Um, Go on to the next slide, Brian. This is the group from Lavinia David, and most of the folks in the center were on the worship team. Well, while we were at the camp, somebody told somebody told one of the guys on the team that I, I was a worship leader back in the States. Oh, you have to play with our band." Of course, it was in Spanish. You have to play with our band. And so it's like, okay. So on Sunday, we split up. Uh, Becky went, stayed in Puerto Rico. Um, Brian drove me to David and then went on down to Pedregal, which was beyond. And, and so, um, so we got there at 10 o'clock in the morning. Church starts at 1130. And I was told there was going to be a rehearsal beforehand. We got there at 10, had a Bible study. Bible study goes till almost 11 o'clock. I keep watching my, the, the time. It, um, there's not much time left for for rehearsal, and then everybody starts showing up about eleven, and they do kind of like what we do. They bring donuts, and they 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 brought uh, pandulce and all kinds of little 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 things for breakfast. Somebody makes some coffee, and so w- there's still no time for rehearsal. And I, I'm 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 going around and I'm asking, uh, are we gonna gonna cantar? And and, and they just just smiled. And so uh, five minutes before the service starts, you know, our little timer, it goes up on the screen. It's church time. Well, I, I got to tune the guitar before we got, got into the Bible study. So I went up with the band and we had we'd worked it out that um, I was going to do, uh, the only song that I knew that they did was the song Sweetly Broken. I think we've done that here a few times. So I was going to lead that song. I've never led it in my life. And so we're playing these, these, these songs, and these are all songs that, um, that, that was written by people in the band. So the first two songs, I, I mean, I, and fortunately it was in an easy key, so I was just playing along with them. And I, when I was in high school, I learned how to how to speak Spanish. Well, I took a Spanish class so I could at least read it, but I didn't have any idea what I was saying. And so... So I, I'm I'm reading along, and you know some of the things I, I kind of figured out, but but I I'm I'm playing with a worship team, and I mean in the middle of it I the Holy Spirit just hit me, and I'm I'm bawling, I mean just bawling, and I'm reading words that I don't even understand, and I'm playing the guitar, and then it was my turn to lead a song, and so we started the song together. And this kid comes running from the back with a cell phone, and he, he was about five feet away from me. And he turns on the video, <laughs> like <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> so, so I and I'm leading the song. And of course, I am leading. Really, all I'm doing is singing. They're leading. The band is 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 taking it away, and so I'm just following them. And uh, I I I was there was so much going on. I I I thought I was going to hyperventilate. I was just trying to keep up with them. And then uh, that, that song was over, and then we went back to two more songs that, that was written by the band, and I, I, I cried. I cried throughout the whole service. I cried the whole time I was gone. It, it, was, it, it was just amazing, an amazing trip. Let's see. Uh, I want to show you a couple of more things, and then um, this was Monday. We went, to, uh, we went to a little resort that's down below David. And uh, that is Dan Kaler. He's the pastor of the church in Puerto Rico Arriba. And that's yours truly. We were just camped out in the, in the, in the shade. Um, the, the sand on the beach, I had never seen anything like this. Maybe some of you might have. It's volcanic, so it's black. And really hot. I, I just walked out for a few minutes. I didn't even get in the water. And I, I, I thought I had put sunscreen on enough, and the bottom of my legs got it. Got burned, so. Um, but yeah, that that we we had a good time Monday, and then um, I think some of you have seen these. It was on on uh, on social media. In case you don't know what it is, on the left, that's a that's a sloth. They move really really slow. They have really coarse fur, and this one was a little agitated, and so he ended up he ended up biting Brian on the arm, and and it it, it you know and of course they move slow, so it's it's kind of like all in slow motion. And uh, so he, he had a few marks, and he took a picture of it and everything. And then this little, it's actually a, a girl monkey that's on my shoulder. She really liked me, and she was perched on my shoulder, and then, then she decided to leave, and she climbed up to a higher perch, and then she pooped on my, on my back. And uh, so, uh, so I was pretty much done with, with animals for, for the rest of the day. One last thing I want to show you, um, when we left the beach, we came back through David, and I, I was taking videos of, of the, the terrain and stuff because I wanted to be able to show that to Danelle because it's just so pretty, and pictures don't really catch the majesty, and, and the videos really don't either, but you can kind of see like you know the, the, the movement on the roads, so and you can kind of see the, the, the curves and everything. Well, anyway, I wanted to show you this video from, from our, our drive through David. This is supposed to be a two-lane street. Oh yeah.
1: So we go from Beirut. And to so we, we've
0: got our our conversation going on, but um, In this
1: street. It's,
0: oh really? It's, <laughs> so she's talking about there. There's a there's a, a store called Beirut. There's a And then there's another store there. further there's down there's that's there. called um, either Jerusalem or, or Israel. So we're we're kind of getting the whole ethnic treatment on this this road. Taxis are everywhere. Buses are everywhere. People walking out in, in the middle of the road. I mean, you gotta gotta stay on on your alert. Cars parked everywhere. This is fascinating, but I would not want to drive down here. This is fascinating. It, it is. I it, it, watch it's this. Insane. Oh, it! it, it I, I know it is. Yeah. That's well, nothing. Just, just hang on. We have
1: to stop Wait somewhere to pick up three notebooks and some pens we got,
0: at the house.
1: I don't know if we Maybe do, it's though. the next
0: intersection. I think we do. Who's okay. it for? But how many of you would like to, like to drive in this? Yeah, we found some the other day we were cleaning out the office. I know, but
1: I think I might have shared those with somebody else. What?
0: Okay, yeah, it's, it, it's okay. coming up. I, so maybe we could run into Ray or something. All right.
1: Or whatever's along the way.
0: Okay. So okay. Watch this bus.
1: You might as well go, because I can't. pretty good
0: he's a he's a panamaniac they called him a maniac so that that's pretty much it thank you Brian so and it's I, I think Panama kind of falls in the category of being a developing third world country because of all the income that comes in from the Panama Canal, they are they're spending just a ridiculous amount of money on the infrastructure, and some of the roads that we drove on up in the mountains were actually better than roads here in Washington County. So um, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. So um, so anyway, well, I, and I want to be sure to thank everybody who pitched in while I was gone the past couple of weeks. Uh, first week we had some guests that that, that came how, how did you enjoy Crispin and 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 his friends yeah and then uh Danelle spoke last week and, and of course everybody just kind of pulled together just to make sure that everything was was working around here and and so you hardly even missed I was gone you know um so anyway um I I I'm talking about more today and I want to talk to you briefly from one of my favorite passages, which is John chapter 14. Now this is a passage that we read a lot of times in, in a setting where we're in a funeral maybe, because Jesus is comforting His disciples. I, I don't have this on, on the screen, but Jesus said to His disciples, Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you can also be where I am. You know the way to the place I'm going. Now, this passage, it gives us comfort. I mean, how many of you have heard this in the context of comfort? Well, if you continue on, Jesus' disciple... Thomas responds to Jesus saying this by, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? To which Jesus responded, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then Jesus goes on to explain to his disciples that that he's the only way to the Father, and that he and the Father are one. And this, this passage, it, it, it's our bedrock in terms of, of what we believe about who Jesus is as the Son of God. Well, in keeping with my original theme, that, or his original theme, he'd be going away. Jesus says something that speaks directly to the heart of faith and risk that we've been talking about these last few weeks. Jesus said, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I'll do it. Now, what stands out to you in this verse? Or this passage I just read. Anybody, you want anything. to? Anything. anything. Ask anything. And greater, greater works. Greater works. You're, you're stealing my thunder. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jesus said, first, whoever believes in me will do what I've been doing. Now, what kind of stuff did Jesus do? He did miracles. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He opened blind eyes and deaf ears. He raised the dead. I mean, this is is the stuff that we talk about. And Jesus expected that anyone who believed in him put their faith in him as the son of God, that they would do the same things he did. That's what he taught the disciples. Go and do the same thing. And then, you know, he sent them out two by two. And then they come back and they're like, Lord, we actually did the stuff that you were talking about. And he said, yeah, see, if you believe in me, then you can do the stuff that I'm doing. Well, when we went to Panama, and, and we, we had quite a bit of time to pray for people. Um, when we first got to Panama, um, we, we the airport is is near the place where the, the church is in Pedricol. And so we stopped by to see the pastor and his family. We went in, and uh, of course I didn't know anyone, and that, they introduced me, and... And I, I, I was looking at this lady. Well, and it, actually, she's the pastor's wife. Her name's Omira, and she was just sitting there, and she she wasn't feeling well. You could tell she didn't look well. And I'd heard folks talking, and I didn't realize they were talking about her. But she had she had just had surgery, and she had a spinal as part of the surgery, and was having headaches. She's nauseous and and just having all kinds of problems with anesthesia, and. I, I just walked in under the thing I, I didn't know anything and I just kept looking at her and I couldn't take my eyes off of her and I started crying and so finally I just asked somebody hey can can, what, can I pray for her I, I I can't stop looking at her and, and I, I I feel like that, that God wants to wants to touch her and so we prayed and and I, I didn't know I didn't, I really didn't know what to do and I, I just I just kept praying over and over and over and uh, of course, we did things like we do in the vineyard, you know, asked her if she's feeling better, and she said she was feeling better. But, I mean, that, that was my introduction to Panama. And I sent Danelle a text, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to get wrecked on this trip. Because, it." it I, I mean, if I'm starting out with the very first person crying, then it, it's going to be like this all week. And, and, and it, it was. Um, we went to the camp, and... And, of course, this is kind of something about Central America. There, there are Indians, indigenous people who live there. And then there are, the the like, the Panamanians who live there. And there's Costa Ricans and Venezuelans. There's a lot of people that came in from Venezuela. Well, there were these these indigenous people that were in the camp. And they identified themselves by the clothes that they wore. Their, their, their clothes were a solid color and a single color. And they might have a... a, a a colored collar around it or something to kind of dress it up but it was just very simple and they kind of keep to themselves but they started coming to the camp they didn't really know anyone there and they were having having issues with blending in and 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 so we're we're worshiping together and stuff and then i i'd feel god leading me over to um uh, to to pray for these people well i i kept going to carol who's dan's wife and and she's she's american she's still learning spanish herself and so we went over and started praying for, for these different indigenous people. And we didn't even know if they were going to understand Spanish. We just prayed for them. And we just did that like, like the, the, the three days that we were at the camp. And then there was another guy. His name was Aquilino. He's 51 years old. And, I, and when, I, when I, we found out we were the same age, we, he, he, he started calling me his brother. But Aquilino, when he was nine years old, found a little little tube of something. He thought it was ear drops, and he put it in his ear. It turned out that it was glue, and he couldn't he he could not hear out of his ear, his right ear, from the time he was nine years old. His left ear now is going bad, and he 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 has a um, a hearing aid, and so we're we're there at the at at the camp. And he wants me to pray for him. I want to hear. And so I'm, I'm praying everything I know how to pray. Be opened, you know, like Jesus said, you know, in the Bible. Epaphtha, I believe it is, is uh, in, in Aramaic. I, 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 was, I, I, I didn't know. And I, I'm just, I, dear God, please heal this man. And we prayed, prayed and prayed. And his, his right ear never, never got better. He said that the hearing got better in his left ear. But uh, we had no way to really tell but, and, and this, this guy kept coming around. Every time, it's like, hey, pray for me again. We prayed at the, at the clinic. And so we prayed, and, and, and I, I, I honestly don't know what level of healing he experienced. And then there was another man that came. And I'd never seen anything like this in my life. It, it, he had experienced some kind of blunt force trauma on the, on the front of his head. And it affected the nerves in his, in his neck. To the point that he couldn't control his, his his arms, and he came in shaking, and and was and, and the way he was convulsing, it, it at one point I thought that that we might be dealing with some kind of demonic kind of thing, and he, he made noises, and it was just it, it was just so uncomfortable, and and so so we prayed, and we really didn't didn't see much happen. My interpreter told me afterwards, he said, I don't know if you noticed, but it, it, he stopped the shaking. I mean, he's, he's twitching, but he wasn't, because sh- apparently he had been shaking at some point when he came in. And so there was some kind of in- improvement. And then one of the last people that we prayed for, there was a lady from the, the little town, Dolega, which was just down the hill from, from uh, where we stayed. Um, she and her husband lost their son. And as we we were able to find out, Brian ended up praying for the husband and I was praying for the wife. Their son was was killed by, by a gang. Um, he had been an informant and they came in to, to to take care of him. And in the course of shooting their son, she got caught in the crossfire and, and the bullet went into her leg and severed the, the artery that supplied the blood flow to her foot. And... Essentially, she was operating like she had drop foot. And I, I, we, we prayed for her. And, and at one point, we had her try to, try to walk. And, you know, and so we just kept praying, and we asked her to pray. Come to find out their daughter had been trying to get them to go to church. And, and so they, they, they had talked about possibly going to the, the church where, where we were staying. Now, I, I'm telling you all these things. Because we prayed, but we didn't necessarily see anything happen. We were just being obedient with what we felt like God was doing. These people were in front of us, and we prayed, and we prayed prayer of blessing and and all kinds of things. Well, in, in the book we call James, it's a letter that James wrote to the early church. He said, do not merely listen to the word... And, and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. You know, so often we feel like that we, we hear what God's Word says, and so we've, we convince ourselves that's all we have to do. We heard it. We memorized it. It's, it's something that, that is, is real to us. But there's this part of application that we need to be involved in. The application, the purpose of God's Word is doing what it says to do. We're not responsible for the results. We're just called to obey. And when we do, we see the things that happen that Jesus did. Now, Jesus goes on to say that they will do even greater things than these. Now, when we talk about greater things, what's he talking about? More. More. When Jesus was on earth, everything he did was through the power of the Holy Spirit. You realize that? I mean, the Holy Spirit was with him, but he was limited by time and space.